Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Let's go. Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Santa has now taught the super intern to do the Dixie Darling thing. <laughs> I saw the Dixie Darling Saturday night, guys, and you are no Dixie Darling. Well, no, that's... Yeah, I tried out. It didn't work out. Yeah, we admit that, yeah. but we can yes. aspire, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Hey, glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour today on the Super Talk Radio Network opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, as it is every day. And uh, every day it's a great place to eat. And every week it's a great place to cater your next event, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Southern Bank Corp Studio in Hattiesburg, that's where we're broadcasting this afternoon. We're very grateful to Southern Bank Corp for their support of our show. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, and Nathan Lee with us this afternoon. Eagle Hour at football practice uh, this morning, and uh, I would describe that, uh, Kelly, you were out there with me, as uh, high-spirited, energetic, and enthusiastic. Yeah, they certainly enjoying the, the cooler temperatures, and, you know, it, so much is being made this week of Texas State being undefeated at San Marcos, where the Eagles are going this weekend, to try to figure out, to, to do something that no other team has done, and beat the Bobcats on their home field. And, you know, you talk to some of the players today. I said, man, they're undefeated on their home field. And their response is, they ain't played the Golden Eagles, baby. Right. (laughs) We talked to Jake Lang. I had that conversation in a moment. But uh, first, here's what uh, Coach Hall had to say about today's practice and uh, the upcoming opponent. Got a lot of good work in. You know, we continue to improve. We're we're working to improve. And um, I think we're moving forward in a lot of areas. You know, like I said, we got a huge game this week uh, on the road at Texas State. They're undefeated at home. They're a much improved program as well in year four of their staff being there. And uh, we've done a lot of good things this week to try to continue to push our program forward as we try to build this thing back. That's what we got to keep doing every day. That's why they call it practice is you want continuous improvement, and we're seeing that. And so with that, I'll open it up. All right, Nathan, uh, you were down in the uh, locker room Saturday night after the game with with me and uh, several other guys. Uh, your description of uh, of Coach Hall's demeanor, and you were there as well when uh, Jake Lang addressed the media. Yeah, it was. You, you could tell that Will was just happy they got the win. You know, in those games when you find yourselves down that that many points with so little time, and you make a QB change like that, you know, and you somehow pull it off. I mean, we can all agree. After the game, even though they won, it was like. Wow, did they actually just pull that one off? So, yeah. you know, demeanor uh, for him, he, he was just uh, pleased with the, the team's will to win that one. 
All right, depth chart released uh, just about an hour ago for the game, and it does appear that Zach Wilkie will start at quarterback mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. I don't think that's a, a great surprise to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the uh, player that they continue to develop. But, of course, the story this past week was Jake Lang, and mm-hmm. uh, what a magnificent job uh, that young man did. What an inspiration he really is uh, to everybody with a tremendous attitude and an enormous personality. Uh, we talked to Jake uh, this morning after practice. Here's what he had to say. Jake Lang from Jackson Prep on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Jake, uh, Saturday night, the coach said what you did was like a Hollywood movie. Uh, How did you feel about it? Well, you know, we played really well as a team. Our offensive line played great. Our running backs played great. Our receivers played great. Our defense kept us in the game. I just went out there and did my job. So what happens, Jake, when, a, when a, for example, you came in and you see this in the, in the game and the whole complexion of the offense changes when there's a quarterback change? Is there one thing you put your finger on about that? No, I mean, I think we're really well coached. I think we just – our expectation is to do well when the game's on the line. So, I mean, again, credit to our whole team. We played really well. Okay. Jack pointed this out to me. You had the only 300-yard passing game on the team last year, and you did that against Rice. Uh, so, you're, you're a vet in a lot of ways. It's weird to think about. You know, I'm, I'm only technically like a junior in on the – classroom i'm a sophomore on the field i graduate in december it's just weird you know life life's coming kind of coming at me fast um but you know i've i've had experience playing now um you know everybody's been a young quarterback everybody struggled i struggled last year um being just being young and then having that experience it helped me this year like if i had played if i had played the way i played against rice last year this year i don't know if i don't know if we would have won that game i mean i was just kind of reckless a little bit last year so i think having that experience and going in and just kind of calming down and doing my job you set such a great example for young people uh and i heard coach say that saturday night you come to practice every day with no expectation of of what may happen on the weekend have you been able to maintain such a positive and really great attitude well i think the biggest thing for me is my faith um you know proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your lean not lean not on your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways he will make your path straight um that's just been huge for me um i mean i've been two two parent household raised well they um there's always always really supportive no matter what i do um really supportive family really supportive friends the people i keep around in my circle are always big big thumbs up guys all right tell the truth what time did you finally go to sleep saturday night between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m (laughs) <laughs> you were a little wired up. Is that safe to say? It was, it was sometime between then. I can't comment when, but it was sometime between then. <laughs> All right. Scale of 1 to 10, how much fun is Jake Lang having being a Golden Eagle? I'm, I'm loving being a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. I mean, whether it's my freshman year, being on the scout team safety, last year being a scout team quarterback, to playing, to this year being the holder and the signaler. I mean, I'm, it's just such a fun – we have such a fun team, such a fun community here in Hattiesburg. It's been really been really a blessing to be here. And you're a great part of it, young man. Thank you. Much appreciated. I'll tell you what, whether Jake Lang uh, plays quarterback Saturday, holds for extra points, doesn't get on the field, he is a great kid to have on this Southern Miss roster, Kelly. And really, isn't that the bottom line? Because, I mean – how many guys at the Division One level, no matter what school you go to, ever get to play in the league? That's the first answer, though, is I'd love to play in the league. Well, statistically, you're not going to play in the league. Jake Lang's not going to play in the NFL. So what you have to rest on 
is your character and your work ethic. And that guy is not going to have to worry, you know, going forward because he's no, he's no. placed his trust in the right places. Yeah, and he's destined to be a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I think you heard uh, yep, Coach yep. Hall say that Saturday night. You just indicated to us that you and, and the guys that do the 4th Street uh, show for the campus radio station, you had a chance to talk to him this week. He'll His personality will blow yeah. you away. It's crazy, like, because he won – uh, fourth street player of the week this week the fans voted on it and he won obviously after what he did uh but like he came around and got his flowers from us and he is just as cool as it gets if you didn't know he was on the football team you just think he's just some normal guy happy to be a southern miss golden eagle you know yeah. so yeah like you said his personality is one out of a million man. A, a boyish charm because he looks like he's about 14 yeah yeah because yeah. like i'll see him and be <laughs> like dang this sure. guy started or he didn't start like came into a football game and i'm older than this guy it's so <laughs> yeah. weird yeah no that's that's for sure uh we were going to interview uh cole cavallos today Found out he was not at practice. He's a little under the weather, a little banged up, uh, according to Coach Hall. But going to play number one on the depth chart Saturday. Uh, Coach Hall made an interesting comment. He said, if you're this far into the season and you play tight end and you're not a little banged up, well, you're not trying real hard. (laughs) And uh, so a little banged up. They held him out of practice today. He wasn't around, uh, but we expect him to be full gore of Saturday afternoon. I had a chance to talk to Frank Gaynor this morning, who's a, an offensive lineman out of Goche, uh, Mississippi. And uh, and I said, man, you know, the offensive line, you guys never get enough credit. He said, he said, offensive line, we're good as long as we don't hear anything. We're No news is good news, you know, for the offensive line. Because he said, the only time we ever get our name called is good holding numbers. <laughs> he's probably right about but, that. But he's, he's been pleased with how the offensive line has been and Coach Hall talked about in his comments today. There was only one sack this past weekend, and it was really because uh, Zach was scrambling around and and got out of his protection uh, pattern there. So uh, that really was not the offensive line's fault. So yeah. they're giving him time. They're getting much better, Nathan. I guess if that, I have one disappointment uh, Saturday night, it was hearing fans boo these kids. Yeah, uh, in the third and fourth quarter, I just I, I find it hard to understand. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I get it for NFL. You know, those are professionals, but you know, for a team that's just you know they're on the rise. You know, they're not you know winning anything crazy special when it comes to you know a conference championship probably. But you know, you, you, the only way for these these kids to be motivated is to support them. Uh, so that was tough to see. But hey, maybe they used that as juice because man, they came out ready in that fourth quarter. This is an up and coming program. Mm. Will Hall is turning this program around. Yes. There's any question about that then you're not paying attention to what's happening kelly but this saturday i mean we we keep saying this each week if if the goal is to get bowl eligible you got some toughies coming up Mm -hmm. this is one that could go either way the eagles are a two and a half point pick at san marcus but nobody's beaten the bobcats yet in their home field but what'd they say bob you ain't played the golden eagles yet baby (laughs) that's right (laughs) joey hawkins a retired uh really very famous high school football coach he knows a thing or two about building football programs we're going to talk to coach hawkins about what he sees out of will hall's uh organization and also uh, get his views what about halfway kelly through high school football no we're almost to the end of the regular season yeah see what coach hawkins says are the best high school teams in mississippi next on the eagle hour
Southern Miss to the top. All right, don't you forget, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This Friday, we're going to have a guest that introduced himself to me Saturday night that is the National Vice President of the American Postal Workers Union. He's a Southern Miss graduate, says he goes home in Washington, D.C. every night and listens to the podcast of the Eagle Hour because it makes him feel at home. So we're we're looking forward uh, to that. This he, segment, he listens to the Eagle Hour while he just watches gas prices go up, <laughs> up, and up, and up. <laughs> this segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. They have clothes for every guy. They even have clothes for Kelly. You believe that, Nathan? They have wow. clothes for Kelly. There's XL, XXL, XXXL, and then USS, United States ship. That's the size that I wear. Yeah. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. You can shop them online at campusbookmart.net. Joey Hawkins is a, obviously a member of the Super Talk Mississippi family, the co-host of Inside the Locker Room every Thursday night, and a great friend of ours, a legendary high school coach at his own Tell me once again, I'm always amazed with this, how many – State championships you won in track and field? 16. People hated you in that sport, didn't they? they? You probably didn't have a lot of friends at other schools. Am I right about that? Well, you know, I was, you know, at Jackson County, won 11 in a row. And uh, uh, what was amazing, uh, Jackson Prep had one of the great, he was my mentor, John McInnes has passed away now. He was a track coach there, and he was amazing. I would find, like, let's just say I'd have a surprise in the triple jump. We'd go to meet, and he'd find two more. And then the pole, he didn't matter. <laughs> this guy worked just tirelessly. And then he went to Brandon High School and won. They had never won a track championship. He won seven, eight there. But anyway, they let him go after a tough football season. And when they let him go, it opened up like a, a gully washer. Hmm. I mean, and we were able to kind of overtake them. Then once you get it set, you start building from the young guys. So we won 158 track meets in a row, which is hard to believe. But, um, yeah, it was uh, – I, I love track and football and trying to mesh them together, you know. I got you. All right, Coach, I, I, you know a thing or two about championship teams. Uh, give us your observation here. I, I made the comment um, Saturday night uh, after the game uh, to Jeremy McClain that we're watching the football program turn around – in front of our very eyes. I think you agree with that. Will Hall is uh, is beginning to do what he promised he was going to do when he came here. No doubt about it. I mean, the most impressive thing so far is out of 85 scholarship players, we got 73 are from Mississippi. I mean, he just knows how to build the right way. And, what, and just what Jeremy said uh, on our show over a month ago, about a month ago, he said we wanted to build this thing the right way that would last. We didn't want no try to run in a quick fix and just try to just go straight portal all the way and, you know, and, you know, get them as a junior or a senior, then they're gone. He's built it. Uh, if you can believe this, two years ago, just, just 24 months ago, they have 60 new players on this team, which is incredible. They are relentless recruiters. Uh, you know, the offense is still a work in progress. It's just going to take some time. We don't have the firepower that he wants, but, uh, we're watching him build something. You know, my prayer is that we can win six games and go to bow, and I'll be elated. Yeah, no question about that. And he probably, probably he did as well in the portal as any coach in the country. I mean, he basically rebuilt the defensive front through the portal, coach. Yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Yes, I mean, 
you know, he got, uh, I think, nine out of ten in the portal uh, from SEC uh, proven winners, you know. And so, yeah, it's just going to take a while to build. I mean, everybody in this league and the Sunday has really great coaches. And then this area, South Alabama, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. I mean, you just named Tulane. It's uh, it's not like it used to be. It's just a, it's a, a dog eat dog and recruit. But I'm so proud of what they're doing. The kids are playing hard. Our defense is getting better. And we just need to get a couple of, uh, you know, cheap touchdowns. What I mean, some long, some big plays, maybe in the special teams, or you know, pass over the top because people crowd us a little bit. And uh, but I, I'm proud of where they had, and Will Hall is the man for the job. One of the things that you're seeing with other teams in the Sun Belt too is a vast, a vast talent pool of senior quarterbacks. Southern Miss doesn't have that. Coach Hawkins, would you address the immense importance of experience at the quarterback position? Oh, it, it's going to win you two to three more games a year, and you know, and we're. We've been here being injured at that spot for two years, and, uh, you know, uh, the quarterbacks we got are going to be really good. But, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a heavy favorite, Kelly, when you you got experience there in three or four-year you know, four starters. Yeah, so as you, as you look at this entire personnel package, Bob, that Southern Miss has, a lot of young guys, right. you know, that they're playing. That's something that people have to keep in mind, yeah. you know, that, that hopefully that this is going to, you're planting the seeds now for a huge harvest in a couple of years. I'm looking at the depth chart and looking at quarterback. Uh, your starter is a freshman, your backup is a sophomore, your third string quarterback is a junior. So there you go. Yeah, and, and you look at the, the starting quarterback last week that played against the Eagles was a senior. You got the Bobcats this weekend. I've got a senior. You know, just about every quarterback the Eagles have lined up against has been a senior this year. Right, right. All right, Coach, a few minutes left. I want to switch gears. Uh, I know you follow high school football very closely. Give me the five best high school football teams in Mississippi at this point of the year. Well, you know, you know things can change, but right now, Brandon right now, is, um, they've answered the bell every week. Uh, They've been a much improved Meridian team, 48-15. They're 7-0. They're coming Oak Grove. That's our Leaf River dental game of the week this week. Tupelo, Madison Central thought, you know, we thought they may have a chance against Tupelo because their schedule's been weak. And Tupelo beats Madison Central defending champions, 34 nothing. They're 8-0. Ocean Springs, don't count them out. They're 7-0. And then Picayune down south in 5A is 8-0 with two of the best backs uh, in, the, in the state. So, um, and then Ward Central and South South Haven's kind of unknown. They beat Olive Branch twenty seven nothing. They're seven zero. So that's your five undefeated teams. Uh, Itawamba HS is on the other eight uh, no team, and they're in five A. So it looks like Brandon Tupelo, Ocean Springs, Oak Grove, they could pull off this big upset against Brandon, which they're capable. Uh, so it's a lot of football to be played, but that's kind of your teams right now to be coach and i know ocean springs is is undefeated as you mentioned but but year in and year out and i'm basing this on history the coast teams lay colossal eggs when it comes to the playoffs why haven't the coast teams and i'm talking the gulf coast teams why in your opinion have they just not been able to garner any success on the playoff trail over the years you know, it's really hard to say that they have, uh, I mean, for the last 15 years, uh, they may have one team to crack in the top five. Ocean Springs got a senior-laden quarterback, and this guy's a warrior now. 
Do they have enough firepower all the way around him? I don't know. Um, but there, there's, it's just, it's just been a, uh, it's been weak. It's not been able to meet with the Hattiesburg metro area, right? And then uh, the Tupelo Memphis area up there, uh, they've been down. But Ocean Springs has the capability to beat anybody on a given night this hmm. year. All right, Coach. The maybe the national Cinderella story of the year uh, last year was Greenville Christian School. Has that bubble burst? You know, has 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 the clock struck midnight and Cinderella has gone to sleep? Oh yes, when when you lose a quarterback, you know he's at Jones now and he's leading them to big time wins. They had four really high division one players. They all graduated. They still got some talent, but look. You got to understand now they only have 240 kids K through 12, and they've had to play JA Jackson Prep, uh, MRA, and Hartfield in the same year. And you know we're respectful, but no, that they'll never get back to the level they were. But but in 3A football in the in the private school, they're going to win it again this year, no doubt. That that may have been. Am I exaggerating this? That may have been the Cinderella story of all time in high school football. It was. It's one of the top ten high school stories uh, since I've been alive. I've been following football since uh, 1965. You know, I didn't miss a game from 65 to – and then I coached, you know, for 37 years. So, uh, yeah, it was one of the amazing stories. And uh, it was really good because, you know, uh, about four years ago, Greenville Christian, uh, they had no money, no resources. They were going to close the door. So, it's, right. it was a miracle. Now, they, they've uh, – uh, being able to get some good sponsors, and they're able to make it as a team. And uh, they'll win 3A private school yeah. again this year. I-, I lived in Greenville a long time, so I know all about Greenville Christian School. It was priceless to see Greenville Christian School come here and beat Oak Grove. If, if, oh, that was, if, that, if you didn't know about Greenville Christian School, you could not understand how priceless that really was. Oh, it was. And every, look, it was, a, it, was, it was really just a, a dynamite season. And like I say, they're going to win 3A, you know. They, you know, but they had to play uh, four of the top 6A programs this year. No 3A ever played the 6A, but Glenville Christian, they said, hey, we'll play you again, so give them credit. All right. All right, Coach, thanks very much. Real quickly, who's on inside the locker room this Thursday? Well, we got Keith Carter, uh, uh, athletic director for Ole Miss. They're 7-0 in the season, you know, first time since 1962. And then uh, he tend to come in and give us our high school scores. And then Will, Tony, Neville, and I, and, and uh, Heath, the goal of the SEC football. So we got a big show Thursday uh, night. All right, thank you, Coach. Thursday nights, Super Talk Hattiesburg inside the locker room with uh, the one and only Joey Hawkins and Neville Barr. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Some days they do not pay me enough to do the show. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar Grill. We love those guys down there. Great lunch uh, five days a week. Great place to go enjoy some really good food. Uh, anytime you're hungry, they've got some delicious uh, sandwiches. 
Great lunches, always got the big game. They'll be rocking and rolling at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon with the Golden Eagles take on Texas State. They're going to they're gonna have the Sun Belt game of the week on tonight and tomorrow. I'm you know, sure. that, that big one between South Al and Troy is going to be on the TVs down there tomorrow night. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, a few stats to go over here we thought might be interesting uh, with Southern Miss football. Golden Eagles have now played three home games. Obviously, Liberty, Northwestern State, Arkansas State. Average attendance per game. Anybody want to venture a guess? Average attendance? Uh, for the three games. 24-8. 26. Nathan was close. It's Halloween, I guess. I, was, I heard Michael Myers yeah, showing Michael up there. Michael Myers is in the background. Let me turn Michael off here so before he slashes somebody. Yeah, you know, if they would just come out with another Halloween movie, that's... that's yeah, yeah they, they're short of... <laughs> 25 seven sixty five. That's hey. the three-game average attendance. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty close. Yeah, and, and you look, you know, I, I, and I was mentioning this to somebody off the, uh, the other day. On uh, Saturday night, I happened to be listening to the Oregon State Washington State Pac-12 game, mm-hmm. and the announcers were talking how Oregon State Stadium was sold out, and they said, "Yeah, official of, official sellout figures tonight: twenty-eight thousand eight sixty-eight." And I'm going, "A sellout in the Pac-12 at twenty-eight thousand, and people complain about our numbers yep. here in South Mississippi. Well, That's if you're surprising. in the Pac-12 yeah. selling out a 28,000-seat stadium, we're, we're not all that bad. 25-765, three-game average. High attendance uh, was Saturday night, uh, 27,042 tickets sold. For homecoming. And, and that's what it is. It's tickets sold. People, right. people need those. And, stuff. you know, if I think if you stack that up to other teams in the Sun Belt, Bob, Southern Miss is either one, they two, led. or three. They led this past oh, Number one? Okay. All right, leading tacklers on what is a very good defensive team. Malik Shorts, no surprise there. He has uh, 29 unassisted tackles, 18 assists, a total of 47 tackles he's been in on. Santrell Latham, second. Uh, He has had uh, 23 uh, unassisted – I'm sorry, 20 unassisted tackles, 23 assists, 43 total. Dalen Gill, third, uh, 19 unassisted, 13 assisted – 32 uh, total tackles. We talk about the defensive line. Sacks, 22 sacks so far for the defensive line for 127 yards. Their opponents, 12 sacks for 83 yards. 22 sacks, six games. And I I don't think those numbers surprise me necessarily based Mm -hmm. on that defensive line, but two guys that really are not getting enough credit are are Santrell uh, Latham and Dalen Gill. Yeah. I mean, they've quietly been going about their business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Avery Hobbes has been doing a great job yep. in, in the linebacking core. I mean, the defense has been pretty right. And I, I'm not surprised right. at all. Malik Shorts right. is the Malik second. Yeah. Uh, kicking game, very good. Seven of eight in field goals, 18 of 18 in extra point attempts. That's almost as good as you can get. Mm. Can't, and, a, and can't ask for any bourgeois. more. Than that. And that, and that, but you have to have a holder. Yep. And you have to have a long snapper mm-hmm. that are also doing their job. And who's the holder? You know, Jake Lang. Jake Lang. The man. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, scoring by periods. Golden Eagles have been outscored in the first quarter 20 to 13, but in the second quarter have outscored their opponents 62 to 37. Thank God for the demons of Northwestern <laughs> State. Yeah. Golden Eagles have been outscored in the third quarter 40 to 33, but have outscored their opponents 44 to 37 uh, in the fourth quarter. All total, the Golden Eagles have scored 155 points, given up 139. That kind of surprises that, me. Yeah, that one. Does. But again, what skews that is that Northwestern State game. Mm-hmm. You know, because no yeah, because if if you were to ask people now, just based on what they saw, even like Saturday night, 
Mm-hmm. Have the Eagles scored more points or given up more points? Most people would say they've given up given more up. points. Yep. Wouldn't yep. you agree? I would say that, but the defense has been playing great this year. So. Yeah. You know, it's a young football team. You look at the depth chart, running back, your first string running back is a sophomore, second is a sophomore, third string is a sophomore. As we mentioned, quarterbacks, freshman, sophomore, junior. Uh, three juniors playing tight end. I mean, it, you go down the list. This is a young football team, and a football team is getting much better. And you have to keep that in perspective. I get this fast food age where you place your order, and two minutes later, ideally, you have your food. Building a football team is not like that. When you're starting all freshmen and sophomores, remember the Eagles are 3-3, three and three, but they're playing a lot of these younger guys, and they're playing against teams that are junior and senior laden. Right. Okay. That's so the, a big difference. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they're competing with those teams with a lot more experience. A lot right, older. Translate that, hopefully, you know, people stay injury-free and whatnot. In another couple years, man, the Eagles ought to be – they ought to – be right in there for the Sun Belt title. Pretty good difference in an 18, 19-year-old kid physically, generally speaking, and mm-hmm. a 22, 23, 24-year-old kid. Yep, definitely. No question. All right, Patrick McGee normally joins us on Wednesdays to talk about the Saints. He's tied up. He has a real job, and uh, he's actually doing that today. But I learned that Nathan Lee mm. and his family are avid Saints fans, you mean- all four at the game. At every game, I'm gathering. Yeah, all the home games. Yeah, we try. The Nathan Lee? The super intern. Yeah. yeah. And then I met his family's business this week, and I counted like 27 Saints signs <laughs> in, the, in the business. His dad's wearing a Saints shirt. He's got a Saints tag on his car. Yeah, you should see the house. It's even crazier. <laughs> so uh, you guys are at every home game. You're obviously avid New Orleans fans. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pose this question to you. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? That's a, that's a big question to ask. You know, um... You know, high expectations for the Saints coming into this season. Everyone knows that. But it, for me, it's always the seasons the Saints are supposed to be great. They're not as great as they're, suppo- they're supposed to be. I think uh, the, deep, the, big question, the big thing is coaching and the defense is not playing to the level everyone thought it could be at. Everyone thought this could be, if not the best defense in the league, and they are far from that. Injuries are a big factor on this team, but um, every team's injured. You know, you got to overcome, you know, quarterbacks. That's a tough one when you got to throw Andy Dalton out there. But, uh, you know, Jameis hasn't done anything for the Saints that, you know, tells me that he's going to be any better than Andy. So I think the big thing is definitely, you know, Change of regime and coaching, and the defense is just not playing the level. The absence of Sean Payton Uh, is very big. It's 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 evident. It's so evident. But I think as all these rule changes come down the pike, too, all of them to protect the quarterback, when when we get to the playoffs at the end of the year, most of those teams, I dare say, are going to be quarterbacked by the league's elite quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Jameis Winston is not in my opinion, will never be an elite quarterback. Andy Dalton was serviceable with Cincinnati, but he's not an elite quarterback. The Josh Allens of Buffalo, who, Bob, you think is the currently the best team in the NFL, he, he's elite. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, the most successful team you know, the past five or six yep. years, he's you know, elite. Um, Joe Burrow maybe not be elite yet, but... He's but, close. Yeah, he's, he's on his way, has mm-hmm. great skills. So when all of those t- Herbert with the, Herbert, the Chargers, yeah. they're they're banged up Carson a little bit, Wentz. you know. <laughs> <laughs> with the Commodores? No, no, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking, uh, talking about about professional, the elite quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so I think when when it's all said and done, and even your guy down there in Tampa, who has the goat has played Tom Brady pretty oh, decent, Tom. you know, over the years. Yeah. Uh, it, it's that position is paramount. Yep. 
I don't care how good you are, the rest of, of your team, if yeah. you don't have a quarterback, buddy, yeah. you're dead in the water. What did you think about the cheap roughing the passer penalty no. uh, that the Cincinnati benefited from? No, it's not the first and it won't be the last. It's all I got to say. But Joe Burrow was clearly mugged on that play. Oh, he was almost kissed on the yeah, I don't know. that. I can tell you that whole stadium was pretty mad about that one. That stadium was not happy. So what's the atmosphere like in the Dome? Our parents, are fans frustrated? Frustrated, yeah. I think it was more expectations, like I said earlier. Everyone just thought this team would just be better, and they have just not proved it. I, like I said, not like to sound like a broken record, injuries are a thing, but it's like, you got to overcome them, and they're frustrated. Uh, I'm frustrated. Two and four is not a pretty start. Um, so overall, yeah, the fans are frustrated, but like every fan base, they're going to support them to the end. I will tell you, a few years ago, my wife and I were down there for a game, the Saints and the Redskins, and Drew Brees led a, a, an oh, unbelievable comeback. I'll never about forget four. that one. I think that was the loudest environment I had ever been in my oh. life. Is it anywhere near that now? New, no, new, no, new, no, new. No. I'll tell you because I've it been. It was uncomfortable. It was so loud. Oh, yeah. That game and um, when the Saints played the Rams in the regular season uh, when the Rams went and they played them again in the playoffs and then a, a playoff game against Carolina. Those are the three games where it was deafening in there i've never experienced a place as loud as no, that it's look, almost uncomfortable it literally is and i'm not necessarily as big a saints fan as you guys are i am a bengals fan however and i'm telling you in fairness the saints top three receivers in olave Ow. uh michael uh michael thomas michael and thomas landry. he's been hurt jarvis landry's out so your top three receivers and you're playing with a backup quarterback and they still almost won that game well yeah. you're seeing the same so. thing with the rams and mm-hmm. with the bucks yeah. the injuries they're just not the same team you expected due to injuries. Exactly. And I think you're right, Kelly. I, I think that's a fair assessment of New Orleans as well. Yeah, I mean, you, when you're the, one of the guys that scored a touchdown, I think we mentioned this yesterday, guy that scored a touchdown, Shahid. Yes. Yeah, he was yeah, called yeah. up off the practice squad on right. Saturday, the day before yeah. the game. Yep. So, right, Nathan, have you ever heard of blood, sweat, and tears? Here we go, Kelly. Oh, Lord. You put me on the spot on the show. This is, I, the, this is them right here. You ever I heard can't, of that? Cannot, cannot say I do, sadly. David Clayton Thomas, man. Poor, poor X-Gen. Hey, hey, I, I still listen to Lead and Pink Floyd, though, so. All right, we'll be back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. <sighs> this has been a trying show. If I were a doctor, Santa, I'd prescribe you Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. D1 and D-Bat sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. We're glad they do. It's a great place to do all of your athletic training, no matter your age. If you're a kid into baseball, softball, get the parents to take you to D-Bat. If you're an adult, check them out on D- at D1 on Hardy Street. State-of-the-art facility. Great staff. Uh, great supporters of the community. We appreciate all they do. Also, I want to say hello to our good friends at Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and the best dessert spot in the Delta, uh, in the Delta, in the Pine Belt. No question about that. Mobay Beignet, they serve the uh, beignets. They cook them up as you order them. 
they got great coffees. Uh, it's just a great place to go. The cinnamon honey uh, dip too. That was that's a real good one. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. But so, but but I like. Well, who am I kidding? I like them all. <laughs> I think I, I don't. I don't mind saying it's not because they're a sponsor. They're better beignets than Cafe Du Monde. The ones I had there were really dang good. You really said good. you said that one in New Orleans. We have to invoice them now. Yeah, we well, get, we'll send them a bill. Yeah. yeah. All right. So big game coming up. Uh, first tonight, though, isn't there a pretty big game? There's a conference game tonight. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, that's right. App State uh, tries to get back on the on the winning track, and are they playing? Uh, Louis- Georgia State. De- Georgia State. That's right. The Panthers looking to make mm-hmm. uh, make it four. Three, three wins in a row mm-hmm. uh, after starting off with four straight losses. And then tomorrow night. Yeah, the big one tomorrow night, uh, which will certainly be mm-hmm. for command of the Western Division between Troy and and South Al. And, you know, I don't know. I know yesterday Heath Hinton was saying he likes Troy in that game. Um, I don't know. I, you got South Al at home, mm. and again, they've only they're one point, two points away from being undefeated, beating a top fifteen opponent, right? <laughs> so uh, I on th- the road, yeah, you'd have to take the Jags, I would think. Yeah, I'm, I'm all Jags in that one, honestly. And I, and I think they all but all but wrap up the West if the Jaguars win oh, yeah. or not. Oh yeah, they're two games ahead of Troy, and. You, you, you wouldn't but, anticipate a collapse. But they hadn't played the Eagles yet, baby. Well, I get it, but you'd have to beat them twice in one game because you could get even with them. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, uh, and, too. Uh, so right now, if I were a betting man, I, I would bet uh, probably South Alabama, and I'm going to say, I, I'm still going to say Coastal. I, mean, I still think Coastal wins the East. You don't think James Madison? Well, does? well, they can't play in it anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but I, yeah, they they could certainly. But I think that they, they kind of use that as an inspiration—the fact that they can't play for it. You know, so and that's not to say that Southern Miss can't do of course. it. But they're going to have to have some help from oh, yeah. from South Alabama mm-hmm. and uh, Troy. And, and I think when you look at rosters of of the other teams in the West, a lot of the teams are more experienced, as we talk about, as those teams transition those seniors and juniors yeah. out. And Southern Miss's guys ripen, yep. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, I think uh, two years from now, uh, if not next year, yeah, it's, I'm thinking next year might be a big year. Yeah, that uh, oh, thank you, right. Southern Miss mm-hmm. could could be uh, the cream of the crop. I, I think Sunbelt. next year Southern Miss is a contender for mm-hmm. the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and if they can if they can figure some things out offensively, <laughs> that's it. Because the defense has been pretty consistent. Oh yeah. You know, uh, like you're saying, it, it, defensively. Really, on the offensive side of the ball, if you can figure out a way to score 21 points, yeah, 21 points for a whole game, you got a shot to win. Oh, yeah. It, they proved that all season. Just 20 points, and there's a, there's a chance to win. And even if the defense were to chip in mm-hmm. part of those 20 points, it, yeah, you know, it, a scoop and score, mm-hmm. pick six, whatever, you know. So, I mean, it's not like you're going to have to score a lot of points and the defense continues to play as well as it has. You're going to be in every game. Mm. Best college football team in the country right now, Nathan? Ohio State or Tennessee? Georgia. I think probably Georgia, but I, I think there's some close ones. I think Tennessee looks they pretty tough. They look pretty tough. But, but, but clearly, isn't the biggest story in college football this year the fact that Iowa State is not going to play for yeah, the match? because there were a lot of people that just yeah. knew that was a lot. Yeah, I lost some money on that one. Yeah. I'll tell you a game I watched uh, Saturday a good bit of. I watched Michigan and Penn State. Mm. And I, I'll have to make a confession. I enjoy watching Big Ten football. It's mm-hmm. sort of old school it football. Is. 
Uh, Michigan looks like an awfully strong football team. Michigan's tough. The reason that I think that you may be calling it old school, Bob, is because it's run-oriented. Absolutely. They've got those big offensive linemen. When you look at the NFL Absolutely. draft every year. It's always Michigan, Penn State. Offensive linemen. Yep. Michigan, Iowa, Iowa. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. You know, I mean, they, they crank out. They come up. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, those corn-fed guys from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. They huddle big. up. They come up to the line of scrimmage, and the big guys blow you off the line yeah. until you can stop them. Yep. But when it comes, when push comes to shove, though, the northern teams generally get beat by the southern teams, yeah. which are fast, faster, 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 and quicker. Speed. And that you know, and you can't coach that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can a little, but uh, if it's not there to begin with, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard to, to count Georgia out right now. I think you're right about that. But boy, Tennessee looks pretty scary. Uh, you put up that many points on. Alabama. Yeah. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Well, here and here's a question and I know I'll probably catch some flack for this, but how good is the team in Oxford, Mississippi? Well, I think pretty good. We're going to find out this week against the Tigers, I think. I think pretty good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, thank, as long th- as we're talking about Thank it. you for opening that door. Ken. No, yeah. no, I'm just I'm just <laughs> can of worms. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was just a question. Yeah. No, you know, it's, it's a legitimate question. You know, it, is. it is a legitimate question. They're certainly a top 10 team right now. Oh, yeah. All right, Kelly and the great Michael Mergens, the producer extraordinaire, will have the Eagle Hour tomorrow. We're going to have the voice of the uh, Texas State Bobcats on tomorrow. Correct. And and also a reporter that covers the Commodores. That's right. Bob Matthews. Or Bob Matthews covers, uh, and he's a Southern Miss grad. So we're going to talk about upheaval in the NFL tomorrow. Hey, you. Hey, hey say me. <laughs> tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.